Blog Talk Radio. Congratulations from people that have heard about it. It's come out, and it's fun. That's great. I mean, what's the uh, what's your feeling inside? Accomplishment, uh, excitement, anticipation, what? Uh, well, being a metaphysical person, I don't get as excited as most people do. Um, I mean, I you know, the swing of the pendulum, you can get very high or very low. I try to stay in the middle. Um, but I look at it like it is an accomplishment, and I'm very grateful for my partner, Brian Renee, who is the writer. It's my story, but, you know, I'm sharing the, um, the um, it's a phone call coming in, but I'll ignore that. Um, you know, she, it was great working with her, and we're already talking about a second book, which will be fun to work on also. And it's just all been very positive. And, you know, she and I had a conversation one day, and I said, um, has this seemed like work to you? She said, no, it's been absolutely effortless. And, you know, that was a nice thing to realize, that you can get a big project like writing a book done, and it doesn't have to be stressful. It can be fun. It can be an adventure. And it, that's what it's been. It's, it's just been a very joyous, happy process. And I look yeah, forward to traveling with it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. I know you are. And that is going to be really exciting. It's going to be your vehicle, your ticket to, to do some and visit some of the places that you loved so much before when you were in the air. Oh, you yeah. Know, I, I just uh, got an email from Marin County this morning about um, the Corte Madeira bookstore out there that is one of, one of the a privately owned bookstore in America that everyone goes and gets book talks in, so that'll be fun to go back out there and visit and do do a talk nice. there, book signing. Mm-hmm. Nice. This is stand-up comedian. There's nothing. I mean, it's great to, you know, I'm working on a, um, my, our first CD just came out for my property, and it's great and all that, but there's always a blast to work right in front directly with people and communicate with live humans. Mm-hmm. So that'll be, that'll be fun for you. 
It will be. So it, yes. You've kind of checked with this book. It's like the passport you've been waiting for. It's kind of not only allowed you to, you know, a ticket to uh, and a reason for going to bookstores and wherever, uh, radio shows, appearances, uh, to do that. But, um, you know, it's it's also your, your passport to to a whole a whole new world. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, because already I'm networking with people that, you know, like to talk about these sorts of things and share this kind of information. So I, I just feel, I feel like we are living in the time of this great shift that's taking place on the planet. And I'm just one of many people that has a story to tell that I wanted to get out there to help other people transition through this time of shift. And um, that's one of the big reasons I wrote the book, because you know I've been giving workshops since 2004. You've taken it. <laughs> the work of Jose Silva. Exactly, and, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I, th- I think I explained it before, an amazing thing happened. I could, uh, when we closed our eyes to meditate, I could look around the room and see uh, what seemed to even be balls of fire emanating from, it must have been obviously an energy, their energy source from the individuals in the room. And so, mm. uh, yeah, that was a great, great experience. Um, so I, I'm absolutely, it's, for all the times that we've talked about the book, I've never had the occasion to actually have read the book. I've read a couple of passages here and there because it was, um, you know, you, it was, was not easy to access. And so here I have the physical copy. I got it a couple of days ago. I'm halfway through it. And it is a great read. In fact, that's one of the reasons I missed the beginning, the very, very beginning of the show. I was uh, on the beach in Jamaica with you, which wasn't a a pleasant experience at all, (laughs) but uh, totally uh, well-written and gripping. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I'm amazed at is how beautifully the, the, the framework of your story of how you left Westport and how you uh, became, a, a, as in those days, a stewardess. And right. how all of that is the lessons, I mean, skillfully woven into the storyline. Um, and I don't know how the heck you guys did that, how you and Bryna worked that out. I know. I think it was kind of uh, magical the way I would tell her these stories about incidents that had happened to me. And um, But, you know, I, I realized that whenever something major did happen to me, like the incident on the beach in Jamaica, um, I would always use it as a lesson. And, and that's right. one of the things I want to get across in this book, that we're really here in a classroom. And um, everything that happens to us is, some people think it's preordained and, you know, you can't escape it. And others think that, you know, we have total free will to pick and choose whatever we want. Maybe we can live in parallel universes at the same time. But whatever our belief is, it's how we react to what happens to us. Not so much what's happening to us, but what our reaction is to it. And we can always choose that, whether we want to make it um, a learning experience, another lesson, uh, something to grow from, something to take and, um, you know, put in our back pocket so that we either use it down the road or we learn that we don't want to go in that direction ever again and that's what I wanted to share with people that you don't have to be stuck it's all about how to get unstuck exactly I think you 
<clears throat> yeah, what, uh, it's funny. Uh, a great parallel to the word baggage, uh, and using mm-hmm. baggage in the in the context of uh, uh, of travel and flight and and all of that. So, um, but I yeah, I mean, called baggage. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. The baggage chapter. Uh, mm-hmm. What? But again, did now when you would tell a story, would you relate the lesson to um, your, your co-author, or would she later on decide that that's where she wanted to put the lesson? Um, well, everything is a lesson. So she's a pretty tuned-in lady, um, Bryna. So she's able to uh, translate stories into lessons as well as anyone. And that's yeah. why using her as my writing partner, it's a very a synergistic relationship that we have, you know, and very flowing. So it was easy. It was effortless. Sometimes you just meet the right person. I mean, there was one other person I considered using as a co-author or a ghostwriter, but the energy wouldn't have been right. So it's just, you know, and I told you when I first met her um, on the telephone, she <clears throat> said to me, um, we've already met in a store in Bristol, Rhode Island. I recognize your voice. <laughs> and so it was kind of like, maybe it was meant to be. Who knows? <laughs> of course, you know. There are no accidents. Exactly. You know, I, uh, you know, it is, it is, it is, you know, I mean, yeah, th- that's the fine line that we've always done our discussions, always try to cover, you know, how much of is, is, is it planned? How much of we, are we creating? And it's, it's a pretty, uh, it's like that tapestry that all the great spiritual leaders talk about. You know, when you look at the tapestry from the from the point of view that you're supposed to look at it, with this beautiful tapestry, but you turn around and you look at the back, and you can't make heads or tails of the design because all of the threads are so closely interwoven. And right. you know that that's the tapestry of our lives. Is that just as you said, we have no choice of what comes our way, at least not a conscious choice. And it may be on the fourth dimension you understand that you programmed that in or that was programmed into the tapestry. But in our human form, when it comes along, it's a total surprise, whether Mm -hmm. good or bad. And you're right. How you react to it, how you react to it, it becomes your reality. You know, I mean, it's just whatever. You know, my favorite Mm -hmm. word these days is whatever. Uh, Whatever. So... But again, you know, um, I just, uh, I, I don't know if you, I recommended it to you, but I just, one of the greatest, if not the greatest, the, the book, if I, and I say this every couple of months, but at this point in time, the book that has totally brought it all together for me uh, is Stephen Pressling's uh, The War of Art. And it totally mm-hmm. has to do with a topic of hand. Um, you know, he, he basically says if you want to connect with God and if you want to connect with the muse and you want to connect with the fourth dimension, then get up every day and do your work. And if you go at it assiduously, uh, consistently, the muse will appear, God will appear, the thing. So now, did you guys experience that in the writing of this? Did Brian, did you experience, when you were sitting down talking, did you find that all of a sudden it just started to flow? Yes. Yes, I did find that um, when, whenever we got together, the energy, and we had to be physically in the same place together. So we'd meet in cafes in Providence or my house at Westport Point. And, um, we, and I found 
by disciplining ourselves to make it a point to meet once a week when we got very serious about completing the book, um, the first phase was spending a lot of time talking, and I would talk into a tape recorder after she would ask me to um, discuss certain things she would ask me questions, and then when I was in my car, sometimes I would talk into a tape recorder to answer these questions she was asking, or we would get together, and she would, we would talk, and she would type. Um, but then when we got very serious about getting the book done, um, we were disciplined to work, meet once a week, and the energy, it was almost like a, a high and then I would, I couldn't wait, you know, for that moment when we would get together and work on it again. You know, you kind of get addicted to the process because it feels so good. You're in the flow. And when you're in the flow doing anything, that's when things really happen, you feel good, and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing because that's the way it is. And I think that's what your, your friend who wrote that book you're just mentioning is talking about. Yes. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, that. that's... Yeah, and because there were two people involved, I know that in, um, you know, I've talked to you about the CD that we just completed and my connection to Amy Poole, who's a phenomenal comedian, and we created these, um, brought to life the characters in the world that we had been, you know, talking about for years, and it kind of synchronicity happened. And when you're in that zone, here the two of us are just creating stories on the spot, Mm-hmm. And it happened so simply. And she would look at me, and she's, you know, she's a medium, you know, not by by uh, by choice, but it just kind of happens, and she doesn't make a living at it or even tell many people about it. But she's connected to the other side. And she would look at me in, like, almost horror, you know, like shock that we were in this zone. And she would say, boy, we're in this zone, aren't we? Uh, she says, mm. there's like somebody else. Like somebody else is in the room, and so you're saying, it sounds to me like you're describing the same process. Same process, and um, and then we would always know when, you know, after maybe we'd been working for a couple of hours, that was it, you know, and we'd have to stop. Yep, yep. exactly. You, you feel it, it when, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, when it, when it goes, you know, when it goes. Right. And, you know, I mean, people... Well, you know, I think what we've covered in these past chats is we've always said, you know, what we try to do for the listener is have one foot on the ground, one foot in the air, because you can, you know, talk all you want about the fourth dimension, and I think that's the shortcoming of many of, especially after reading Pressfield and your book, and that is that, you know, people, a lot of the disciplines spend hours and, you know, a lifetime saying, oh, you know, go to the mountaintop, find the guru, go to the ashram, go to the temple, uh, meditate, 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 uh, you know, do yoga, blah, 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 and then someday the light will go on and you'll be enlightened and you'll be puffed up into the sky, etc. I mean, I've been reading that my whole life, and along comes your book, and along comes Pressfield, that goes, look, just get up every day and do the work. You want to meet God? Get up and do what you came here to do. Mm-hmm. And well, you'll meet him. The first thing you have to figure out is what you came here to do. Exactly, you know, that's and it takes a long time. <laughs> dilemmas that people have, they don't know what their purpose is. And right. that was one of the things I enjoyed about giving the two-day workshop I give, is helping people find their purpose. And many people have this aha moment once they start to really go within, and they realize that it's 
what is the thing that they've been talking about and thinking about most of their life, but they just didn't notice it because it's so close to them. Exactly. They don't see the forest through the trees, you know. Right. The trees. So you, now you cover so many, um, by using the framework of your life, which is mm-hmm. great because you see the trans, you see the, the different levels or the different phases of consciousness that you go through. Which is right. fascinating because, uh, and again, you here you were in Chicago, and you're just hanging out with these guys that were living in the same building, and I think his name was Ron. All of a mm-hmm. sudden, says to you, "Hey, let me tell you a secret." Right. And he talks about creative visualization. Now, the significant thing there is that came to you. You didn't go. You weren't in the library or you know, heading off to ashrams or anything yourself. But yet, right, it was, yeah. That came mm-hmm. to you. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't a conscious choice in your head, say, oh, i got to go and become enlightened. All of a sudden, bang, it's right, right smack in front of you. Mm-hmm. And so, right. you know, so there's where, you know, those, you know, this balance, what is destiny, what is our choice, et cetera. Now, the choice you had is your reaction was perfect. You just said, hey, I, I, there were other people in the room who rolled their eyes and said, the guy's nuts. But That's you decided right, and that, they weren't the least bit interested in what he was saying. And right. um, I was listening very attentively, and it was life-changing for me because that was when I found there really is a genie in a lantern that you can evoke and call upon to perform miracles for you if you know how to access it. That was, right. that was like key for me. And now, isn't it that opened, opened up everything. Exactly. And here's, I mean, again, here's that, you know, what is it? Is it, is it destiny? Is it a plan? Or is it you? But here's a combination of both. All the other people in the room decided he's nuts and didn't pay attention. You, by whatever... You know, and one of the things that I love his Pressfield's analogy is that, because he wrote a, a great movie, I think I, you might have even seen a clip on my blog, he, he talks about the field, and, um, mm-hmm. you know, which is, you know, what we all enter into when we do these, these things like creativity. You enter into the field, and the field answers back. And, you know, he says that we're all born with an authentic swing. You know, he was a caddy for years in Westchester, and the golf course is there. And he noticed something about the golfers. You know, they all had different stature. They all had different body types. They all had different heights, widths, whatever. But the one thing that they had that only applied to them was their swing. And no matter how many lessons, whatever they took, the swing never changed. It's like handwriting. That's it. Forget it. Mm. It's like personality mm-hmm. says Noticed. Remember the years when Erickson and all these people were writing these crazy books about, oh, is it environment or is it what shapes personality? We think it's environment. We think it's 50 to 90% environment. And it's crap. Mm-hmm. When I had kids, I noticed that the second they were out, that personality never changed. So you come into mm-hmm. this situation, your personality, your makeup, your being, your swing was to be attracted to the metaphysical side. And so when Ron shows up, and Ron shows up and tells Mm -hmm. you about creative visualization, bang, you're in. Right, exactly. Whereas other people, it's not on their radar screen yet, they're not interested, 
so they don't even hear it. They don't want to hear it. They put their fingers in their ears, so they can't hear it because it's too jarring or whatever. But that's the way it is. I mean, because we all are living with individual filters, the way we see the world, the way we see our experience here, we're all picking up on very different things. But there is right. a universality so the, to it at the same time. Right. And when, So your book is going to fall into the hands of the people who are supposed to read it. Right. 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 You know, that's and, the way uh, I suppose any book is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, that's the part, you know, let's, you know that's why I like talking to you. We, we don't have to mince words. That's the divine element in this, isn't it? Yes. And, and because I was an, an airline flight attendant, there's a lot of people that, of course, are curious about the flight attendant career. So, you know, that dri- there's a lot of women my age that have told me, I can't tell you how many times I ran into, oh, I wanted to be a stewardess, but I got married. You know, so there's a curiosity there for certain people that never did it to find out, well, what was going on that I missed out on. And, um, of course, because it's a metaphysical book, um, there's also a market there for people that are on the journey, um, like I am, right. looking for other well, people's and, stories. And, uh, to, credit, to Reiner's credit, you craft it in a way that I've never experienced before, and I've read thousands of uh, you know metaphysical books, and because you you craft it within the story of storyline of your life, and mm-hmm. you know that that's the exciting part is that while these lessons are being revealed. It's running through your personal story, which is a great story. Well, yeah, because I had a man read it who told me he's not metaphysical at all, but he enjoyed it just from the adventure aspect of the story, the, you know, the airline stewardess phase of it. So you can read right. it on different levels depending on what approach you want to take. Yeah, mm-hmm. one of the things that, you know, I... Uh, I, I think not only me, but I think, uh, you know, if we got into a deep discussion of it, which we won't do now, but uh, we've seen there's so many different elements and facets to life, and then there's that exciting part when you discover the the creative visualization stuff, and I certainly, it came to me, and man, I used it, I used it deep, I got right into it, and saw the same kind of results that you saw, just miraculous things uh, manifesting in my life. And then, mm-hmm. uh, then and it seems to be, from what I've read, and Pressfield covers it a little bit too, is that uh, we start, there's a temptation to start thinking that you're it, that you are the creator. You know, if I put, if I dump these thoughts and everything else into the field, into the universe, then it is me who gets the universe to, to, to react and well, manifest. and then you usually get another test. Like mine was, okay, diagnosis, cancer. Then I had to figure out, well, how do you use this truth that you've figured out that you are creating your life with your thoughts, and how do you transfer that to, okay, not only am I controlling my environment, my experience out there, but I'm controlling my body. Now, how did I manifest something that's horrific? And how can I unmanifest it? And that was when I had to take another leap of faith and go even deeper into the spiritual realm where, um, you know, we reflect God, but we are not God, um, you know, right. the way God is God. 
but we do reflect God and we do um you know, we do have the same omnipotence and omnipresence um if we choose it as God does, but we need to know how to access it. And that was the a missing piece that I needed to find. And I was presented with exactly. another problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's the danger with, you know, you and I have talked about it many times, that's the danger of this uh, creative visualization aspect is that you are the driver right. right, of your life. Then you come smack into a wall when you realize, whoa, wait a minute, maybe I, it is, maybe God is not my co-pilot, maybe God is the pilot, and maybe right. I'm the co-pilot. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's, you're right. That's the part that you get that it's slap in the face. Shift. Right. Yes, exactly. Right. It's deeper because I found it fascinating. You were talking about as soon as you found about the creative visualization, you wanted to be in New York and you started to, you know, meditate and visualize all of that. And bingo, it happens. And I'm mm-hmm. looking and I'm listening and I'm going, <laughs> this is certainly part of the story. But sure enough, you know, um, you and I have also mm-hmm. encountered another teacher who says. You know, you can't have it all, and mm-hmm. you think you you think you're going to catch the rabbit, but what happens is you got New York and everything looked like this, and all of a sudden, bang, you're in a situation like, oh my God, I, I right. didn't I didn't want this I didn't want this aspect of it. So why don't you talk about be that a little careful. bit? Well, you have to be careful what you wish for, and that was you know many people use creative visualization to manifest. Um, you know, a new car or a better place to live or whatever. But sometimes you don't realize there could be some problems coming along with it. Like, you know, you've got to maintain it. You've got to deal with people that are involved in this situation that you've attracted that maybe um, can be difficult and you get more than you bargained for. You can manifest what what you're desiring, your heart's desire, but sometimes it comes in a very imperfect way if you're not careful. So right, and there's where, right, and there's where, so, you know, one of the things I, you know, that I find that I want to explain to people, and you seem to be going there, I haven't finished the book, and just, you know, right at this point in the book, you're talking about, it's a thought, it's thought, it's thought, it's thought, and, mm-hmm. you know, and what you just revealed to me and to the listeners is, yeah, but then all of a sudden you realize there's God, there's the fourth dimension, there's being, there's right. consciousness, mm-hmm. which is not thought. There's being, right? Well, it's being, it's being, yes. And, um, okay, it's intelligent, so you go deeper into being. But once yes, you get to a place where you realize it's all love, and yes. you know, you're, you're going with the higher thought, the higher frequencies, the higher um, choices even, um, then you're much more protected and it's a much smoother journey in many ways. Not that you're not going to have things come along that you have to deal with. I mean, right now I have to deal with publishing my book, marketing it, you know, different things. That are, but, but it can be very painless and, very, and, and it can all be fun no matter what's happening. You know, well, that's, I mean, I remember even, even act, I mean, one day I was driving my car and I got rear-ended and it was almost like a non-event to me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even though it was quite an impact, but that's what happens after a while. You just, um, you know, things don't move you the way they used to, and that's that's a better place to be in than drama and always right. And then when you start, I mean, and you talk about this, I think it, to your credit, you you start off right away 
and uh, uh, there's so many themes through the book, and one of them is we're not disconnected, we're not separate, we are connected. And that, we are once you really yeah. start to grasp that, then life really changes, doesn't it? It does change, yes, yes. And it becomes much more harmonious, much more peaceful. Um, you know, like there was a long time when I'd get on an airplane, all dressed up, makeup, you know, looking great. We all would. And we'd go, well, where are these gorgeous men that are supposed to be here to entertain us? <laughs> and we'd get very angry. But then one day I, I shifted. I realized I'm here to entertain them. I'm the hostess. And, and it doesn't matter who shows up. Whoever shows up, I'm going to have a great time. And that's, right. you can transfer that into life. Wherever you are, there you are, and why not enjoy it, you know? So many people go on vacation with high expectations, and then they're disappointed when things don't go the way they expected them to. Exactly, to and that's the, you know, that's the, the element of the, the, the danger with creative visualization is that you do exactly you what you didn't know. the way you, right. It yeah, exactly, the and then all of a sudden... Yeah wait a minute, I didn't count on this, and I didn't. So and what, one of the things I, I'd like to clarify for the listener through you is, and again, right at this point in the book, you're all in thought, in thought, 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 thought. And as I had my personal journey, I realized that when, I'm, when everything comes out of the top part of me, the intellect and, and, and imagination and other things, and those desires and everything that are, my ego's desires, mm-hmm. then I can get in big mm-hmm. trouble. I can get, I can get in huge trouble. Mm-hmm. And then, and there's a difference so I had to learn to move down. And, and part, partly was, well, you recommended Greg Braden's book, and he talked about the heart and how more, the, the heart is more powerful than the brain. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, and then... And my daughter taught me that, you know, in a story. I tried to get her to go back to college, and a counselor and I spent over an hour badgering and giving her every single plausible, intellectual, rational argument why she should go back to college, especially she was in drama, which she loved. And she looked at us at the end of 45 minutes and said, well, we said, well, and she goes, you're right. You're absolutely right. There wasn't an argument in there that wasn't rational and correct and truthful. We said, great, you're going mm-hmm. back to school. She goes, it's not in my heart. And I, I, I will never forget that moment. It was a total shift for me. This kid, my kid, who's 20-something years my senior, we, and two individuals with you know, advanced degrees counseling this kid, and we were floored. Mm-hmm. We were done. We were speechless. I was like, the truth of that, I can't mm-hmm. do it. It's not in my heart. And I, I mean, yeah. I could have wept with this truth. So as I started to move down and I found out, and I think, you know, we can both probably agree on this, that the real things that are going to get manifested, that are truly, and you talk about always in the book, you know, great to your credit, alignment. Right. Well, aligned with these divine principles, because there are these principles, these laws governing the universe, um, that, you know, more and more now through quantum physics, through Mary Baker Eddy, through um, New Thought Religions, people are becoming attuned to the realization that, yes, when we align our thought with things like um, divine love, um, 
or unconditional love, then we get things done. We're in harmony. And we can, in fact, impact our environment, our weather, our equipment, you know, things like our cars, our computers work better when we're aligned. Um, Everything just goes, you know, flows. Where if you're not aligned, you're going to get a lot of ruts and mishaps happening in your life. And you attract. So to sit down, wake up one day and say, I'm going to go manifest, uh, you know, a you know a new car or whatever a Lamborghini or a Bentley because that's what I want and now if that's coming now if that's the, and not the rule out that definitely could come from the divine side of you if you you are obsessed with this Bentley because for for a reason most of the time you know you're on the path of alignment when you don't know why mm. right it's like right. all of a sudden book manifests in your life and you're like I got to do this I have to do this. And that's when mm-hmm. you're operating from, that's when you're aligned. That's when you're operating from your gut. You're moving down even further into the solar plexus, you know, that, that second chakra. And mm-hmm. you're down in there and you're listening to that because that little voice, that's the one that's, you know, that, that's the medium. That's the, that's the cross, that instinct, that intuition, that gut feeling is when you're in right. alignment. And when you get a desire based on mm-hmm. that calling, that's when it's all going to be harmonious. Do you agree? Yes, I agree. I agree. And how do you find what it is that you're really looking for and what your purpose is and what you're really supposed to be operating from? Uh, You do it by going within, by meditating and listening. That's why meditation is catching on now finally in this country. People are learning that they have to go within. They can't just expect to find the answers by looking out there. Exactly. The outside is <laughs> the outside isn't going to do it. <laughs> Not at all. No. That's, that's well, great. The ahead. great secret is that the inner is controlling the outer, and you right. know most people still think the outer is controlling the inner, but it's the other way around. It's your inner world exactly. that controls the outer experience and the outer it's world. Your connection. And you, I love your your fourth dimension thing. You do. I mean, a lot of people talk about it, but you, you, you know, you, you, by doing that, you're telling everyone, you're telling the reader, you're telling the people who listen to you, that's the part that's important. Right, right, right. You know, because it's it, so easy to forget. It's so easy to get mesmerized and just lose ourselves in our day to day experiences of the outer world. And when we reflect and go within. That's where the power is. That's where that's where we're connected to the source. And that's what I'm relaying in this book is the fact that as we stumble through life, and we all stumble through one way or another, um, when we find that, we have found that inner peace that we're all looking for. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's not about, you know, so many people, you know, I don't have to mention the names even though it sounds like uh, – Pony and Bobbin, but that guy who stands up in his leotards and, uh, you know, is up there jogging around and having people walk through fire and telling mm-hmm. them you can have anything you want, you can have the relationship you want, you can have the money you want, you can have all this magic is going to show up by your, you know, using these techniques. I mean, <clears throat> to me, that in, that's the danger is that, it's all supposed to be manifested in the material world. 
because those material things, the promise of the material possessions and the material successes and things are going to come back and make you happy. Right, right. And it's really um, the eternal, which is nothing to do with the material because the material is not eternal. It decays, it just falls right, apart. Right, exactly. Right. So Again, you know, you, you talked about, and especially I totally related, we're the same age, and it seems like, excuse me, that we went through those revelations at the same time about creative visualization and started to see, you, you, you had cancer, you survived cancer, I had cancer, I survived cancer. I started mm-hmm. manifesting this, wow, this magic. Oh, my God, you know, if I just think it, concentrate it, write it down, plan it, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and work toward it, bingo. And, oh, isn't this exciting? And then all of a sudden, it, well, no matter what you acquire, you start to see it decay. Right. And then you're like, well, wait a minute. This isn't supposed to, isn't this supposed to be just about acquisition? It's all. You know, aren't I supposed to just keep manifesting? Right. And then you realize that's not life. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even Mm -hmm. us, we're decaying. (laughs) It's part of the plan. And Alan Watts talks so beautifully about that. And you do this so great through the book. At this point, you know, you're, you're taking off and you're acquiring, you're getting everything you want. And then all of a sudden you're finding out they're coming with, there's a flip side, which is life. Mm-hmm. I mean, because on, on the physical plane, it's duality, isn't it? It's creation and destruction. Right. You know, it's right. all of the, the, the two things. And the, on the place where you get away from all of this is your fourth dimension. Mm-hmm. Well, and the fourth dimension to me is the important dimension, you know, going into that spiritual realm of the real where um, we can do things and we can, we can find what, what we're looking for. And that's the point of the book. It's, it's a book about um, someone's journey, really, through life and the lessons. And there's some techniques in the book on how you can actually work with the spiritual dimension to find this inner peace to manifest, to solve problems, and that's why Right, I and it. I think, yeah, and exactly, and, and, you know, at first it's like, wow, oh, okay, here's a principle, well, and here's another principle, and they're all, and that's the magic of the book, is they're all kind of flowing, to, it's like a funnel. You're picking mm-hmm. up all these lessons, but they're starting to get focused. So even though I haven't finished the book, do, what is the main, what do, you, what do you think is the main theme you're trying to tell people, to get to the fourth dimension? Relax. Well, well, it's a book to help people realize that we're all on this journey. Um, some of us are really, really interested in awakening from the dream, and that's part of what my journey was about. I realized at a young age that there has to be something more. There has to, you know, why are we here? Are we just, you know, like little ants crawling around on the planet? Uh, what is the purpose of life? There are many of us that ask these questions. I asked the questions, and these happened to be the answers that I got. And I want to share them with other people because I feel that, um, you know, by doing that, I'm just helping to raise the vibration of the planet like so many of us are doing right now during this time of the great shift. And that's great. the so, reason I wrote the book. Uh, great. So, mm-hmm. so can I say then that the, the book is talking about life's journey, discovering mm-hmm. your purpose, and right. connecting, realizing there's a fourth dimension. It's not three dimensions. 
And right. if there's a fourth dimension, that is the real power, the real truth, aligning yourself with that and mm-hmm. having a good time. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Why do humans do have a good time? <laughs> you yeah, don't have to be a well, you, you know, Gurdjieff would call right. it the fourth way. It's, you know, living in the world, but not be, you know you're not of the world, but you live in the world. And yeah, that is something that big, everyone. Right, if you want, I, you know, my, my focus is, is a kid. I told, I think I've mentioned this before, is I saw Peter Pan at the age of 10 and I said, that's it. That's it. That's what I want to be. I want to be that kid. I, want, I never want to grow up. And I want to play. Period. That's what, what my calling to play. And mm-hmm. everything in my life was centered around play and enjoyment and being, you know, active and adventurous, going and creating adventures, getting into trouble, you know, fighting the pirates and the crocodiles and the Indians mm-hmm. and being around the lost boys. You know, that, and that has been the theme of my life, and I've been blessed to have been able to do that. And, you know, and everybody else is telling you, oh, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to be serious. <laughs> well, you know, and that's you, why we need more books coming out, you know, written by people who have been on this journey like you and me and different ones, and um, networking. Exactly, and sharing these ideas. Mm-hmm. One of the things that um, I, you know, have even so up until a couple of months ago, it's like the temptation to be drawn into the material world is with all of the media and all of the stimulation and everything else and the belief system that, oh, this is real. This is mm-hmm. real. This is the reality. And that there is cause and effect here. And I always come up against this. This, this thing that, oh, you've got to do the work and then da 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 And yes, you have to do the work, but I'll tell you, as you found out with the book, and I, you'll probably attest to this, things happen in the process of writing a book that you yourself or Bryna herself could never have come up with. It's true. That's true. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so there is that fourth, there is the, the muse exists, whatever we want to call it, whether we call it God mm-hmm. or the fourth dimension. It exists, and it's when you access that power that that right. real magic starts to happen. And that's what mm-hmm. you say. And then things will happen in the physical world that you have, could never imagine with your intellect or your imagination or anything else. You know, and one of the things I wanted to bring up is, and I totally agree with that, 99% of the time, anything that's manifested in the real world was in somebody's head or at least an idea. I mean, Plato talked about that. Everything but I remember seeing, is a thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was interesting. I thought, then the things happen. Then, as you experienced with the book and, and, and everything else, then things pop up that you couldn't even imagine. Mm-hmm. And that's the magic. I mean, like Einstein, I mean, uh, Edison found the, the voice recorder totally by eye. wasn't even looking for it. It wasn't mm-hmm. even in his head. And he comes mm-hmm. in and he's ready to go bankrupt. <clears throat> And one of his uh, one of his employees, <clears throat> excuse me, had an accident with one of the experiments, and voice came out of it. And mm-hmm. he said, they said to him, "Oh, what a great invention!" When he finally came up, he goes, "No, no, no, no." He goes, "This was here all along. We're just finding it." And so he's finding talking it. about your fourth, fourth dimension. Everything's already there. That's right. There is exactly. nothing new under the sun. Everything is just being revealed, and that's when 
um, you know, that's all we have to do is allow it to come into three-dimensional worlds by exactly. tapping in. Right. Well, listen, can you, can you believe we did 45 minutes? Well, that was good. <laughs> it was nice It was real good, and I think, again, yeah. there's, there's real power in your book. You're going to be very successful with this, and it's so great that you were able to crystallize. So many, 99, only 1% of all people who think about it ever publish a book, so God bless you, you, you did that. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't realize it was such a small number of people that actually finished books, but I just found that well, out. Well, guess what? Now, now your life is documented and crystallized. It can be put in somebody's hand and into their minds, and it's a fabulous mm-hmm. thing. That's true. And, then, <laughs> and thank and you for this wonderful us off in about conversation. Seconds. All right. Okay. Good. All right. Bye. Thank you. <coughs>